This is Novel Marketing, episode 19. I'm Thomas Umstead, Jr. I'm James L. Rubart. And this is the show for novelists who hate marketing but still want to become best-selling authors. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the number one killer of good book covers and websites, which is... Drumroll, please. Drumroll. Drum design by committee. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> you know, there's an old joke that um, there was a committee in heaven. God decided he's going to let the angels design one animal. So he's like, I'm designing oh. all the animals. Oh, let I you know design one. Yeah. one of the animals. And so the, the angels formed a committee and, you know, they had all the different, you know, people weigh in. They're like, we want to design something like a horse, but better. And what they ended up designing was the camel. <laughs> it was like, the camel is a horse designed by a committee. It's a lot of good ideas that together don't quite work. <laughs> you know, writing it, there's no real good spot to sit and it's kind of this awkward shape. And, and so you have to be really careful when you're getting uh, something designed and i see a lot of authors uh, fall into this trap uh, whether it's getting a new website or getting a book cover they're a little nervous about their uh, design and so they tend to ask lots of people for their feedback and this can be a huge pitfall because when you incorporate everyone's feedback it can be kind of like um, a chef being just going out and being like hey what ingredients do you like this person likes ice cream, this person likes peanut butter, this person likes tuna fish, this person likes ketchup. So we'll just combine all of those ingredients into one dish. You know, there's no way to make that work. You know, there are ways to work with tuna and make great tuna dishes. There's ways to work with ketchup and ways to work with um, peanut butter, but those don't necessarily work together. And so uh, allowing an artist to have his or her unique contribution and unique voice is really key. And yet it's important to get feedback. You know, it's important. To- it is important to get feedback, but but Thomas, to piggyback on what you're saying, if some people hate your book cover, if some people hate your website, your homepage, thank them, thank them. Because- <laughs> but, but I want everyone to like it. I don't want anyone to hate it. I know we don't. We don't, and we take input from people. And here's the other thing that that's a problem is we take input input, and we're going to expand on this a little bit later. But we take input from people that are not in our target, okay? <laughs> and so, you know, I I hate steak. Okay, we're not going to have steak. I hate seafood. Okay, we're not going to have seafood. Right. I, I hate Thai food. Everybody's going to hate something, and we end up eating tofu, and it just does not <laughs> taste that good. Yeah, you know, it's like going to a vegetarian and be like, so, what, you know, how do you want your steak prepared? And they're like, no. <laughs> no you know, there's no way to make a vegetarian like your steak. Exactly, um, exactly. And, and often that's what you're doing. And it can be really hard. Because if I'm an author, I want everyone to love my book cover. Right. And so if anyone doesn't like any element, I cut out that element. It's kind of like the story of the man and the boy who are going to town, you know, and they're riding, uh, and the boy's riding on the donkey, and they're like, why are you having the boy ride on the donkey? You know, he's showing such disrespect to the man. So the man rides on the donkey, and they're like, why is that man riding on the donkey? You know, he's, you know, abusing his son by not allowing his son to ride on the donkey. So then they both ride. Well, now that's too hard on the donkey. It's too much weight for the donkey. So then they both walk next to the donkey and everyone's like, well, you're wasting the donkey. Why bring the donkey to town? So finally they're like, fine. So the man and the boy carried the donkey to town. <laughs> and um, the reality is, is that good design turns off people. Right. Good writing turns off people. You go get some of the classic books of literature, some of the best-selling books, you know, the most respected books, you'll find amazing one-star reviews from people who hate, hate, hate that book. And we've talked about this a lot. And so we want to give you freedom to make people mad. 
uh, you know, as Jim says, I'm going to quote you in front of you here. <laughs> Love me, hate me, just don't ignore me. Uh, and that's so important. It's so difficult, though. And a lot of authors are scared to take that bold step. Yes, yes. Thomas says this often, and he's, I'm going to quote you, but, it, <laughs> but this is true. The worst rating you can get on Amazon is the three-star rating. That's the worst. Yes. Because it's basically people saying, eh, it wasn't that good, it wasn't that bad, it was okay. And that's what comes from design by committee. Most people go, yeah, that works, but you don't want it to work. You want it to absolutely set off skyrockets, or you want it to crash into the bottom of the ocean. One of the two. That's right, because when people hate about it, hate it, they talk about it. And when people love it, they talk about it. And what makes a book successful? People talking about it. And so especially if you can get people who love it and hate it to get into an argument, everyone who hasn't engaged that book and is listening to that fight, they're like, man, I got to read this book and see what all the hubbub is about. Yep. And now more people are reading your book and maybe they hate it too. And they get in on the, de the debate and that's what makes it successful. So how do you get feedback while avoiding the mediocrity of um, that comes from design by committee? Well, one uh, suggestion is to only ask people, and you mentioned this, Jim, within your target demographic, who am I writing for? Am I creating a website for teenage boys? If that's the case, I really don't want to know what my husband thinks of the website or my wife, even worse. Or my mom. Or my mom. <laughs> my mom designed a bake sale, you know, flyer in 1982, and she has a high view of designs. So I really want to get her feedback. Like, no, 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 no. Um, she, you know, that's no. And so maybe ask experts, but you have to be careful even asking experts because there's often more than one good way to design something. In fact, there's more than one perfect design book cover or more than one perfect website and but combining two different approaches again it's like the ketchup and the peanut butter they don't mix very well so when you're getting feedback one you know if you're writing for teenage boys go find you some teenage boys put the cover in front of them get figure out what they think but if you're getting feedback from experts you know ask them now realize this is for teenage boys. This is not for 50 year old women right. or this is for 50 year old women. It's not for teenage boys. And so get them to put themselves in that mindset before they give you the feedback. Another th And one of the, one of the things, if you were asking teenage boys that are friends of friends. So for example, if I did that, I'd go to my son, Mike, 18 years old, I'd go, I want you to show it to some of your friends. The problem is Mike's friends know me and Mike knows me. And so you've got to be clear to say, Listen, I you cannot hurt my feelings on this. I really need to know what you think. And if possible, get it to people who don't know you because right. you want you want critical feedback. You don't want compliments at this stage. Yeah, that's good. So, another tip is to ask why several times in a row. Because often people won't like something about your cover or book cover or your web design and they'll tell you, "I don't like the way you've got that picture. I don't like that font." But they don't necessarily know why. And so if you don't know why they don't like it, it's hard to fix it. So like, so why don't you like that image? Well, it's too distracting. You know, why do you think it's too distracting? Well, I don't really like the blood that's all over the guy in the picture. It's like, why don't you like the blood in the guy in the picture? Well, mm -hmm. you know, it makes me sick to my stomach. And so you're like, okay, you know, you kind of dig down. It's like, do I want this book cover to make people sick to their stomach? And the mm -hmm. answer may be yes. <laughs> you know, blood right. dripping on your book cover may be exactly what you need to get people's attention. You know, although if it's, you know, a book about, you know, Amish romance, probably not. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> Again, take the uh, target demographic into um, opinion. And then the next uh, tip that goes along with this is ask for the problems, but not don't listen nearly as much to the solutions. Uh, go ahead. Well, it's really easy to say, to say okay, what, what's not working with the blood? 
they'll tell you, they'll start to tell you, well, I think what you should do with the blood is do da 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 da. And that's where you have to be really careful because they are not the experts. That's right. It's kind of like someone bringing their car into the mechanic and they're like, my engine's making a strange clicking sound. Can you change the oil to fix it? And a good mechanic is like, well, I'll fix the clicking, but I don't think changing the oil is the problem. And so oftentimes people will, instead of telling you what's broken, they don't want to tell you what's broken because that'll hurt your feelings. So instead they just give you suggestions. Oh, do this, try this, try this. And those suggestions almost always are bad suggestions. But if you can, and this is why you ask why, because you ask, why should I do this? And they're like, well, because I find the blood to be gross. So like, okay, well, maybe we can do it in a different way where the blood's not quite so obvious, or it's maybe a little bit farther backwards, still striking, but not quite so gross, you know, going for the thriller, more thriller, less horror, something like that. And that's what you then go to your designer and say, hey, this is a little bit too much Texas Chainsaw Massacre and a little bit too little, you know, um, What's a good, you know, thriller movie abduction or something like that? And so we need to, you know, tone down the blood a little bit. And finally, we were talking last episode about emotion. And that's what we are trying to stir in readers with our novels. Well, you're trying to stir an emotion with the cover designer, the the website as well. So one of the questions you can ask people is, hey, how does this site make you feel? And listen to that feedback because if yes. somebody says, well, it kind of scares me a little, it's like, oh, good, that's what I'm going for. Or, gosh, it gives me hope. Ooh, I like that. So listen to them when they tell you how they feel about it. Right. In which the worst is, I don't know, not nothing really. You know? Yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah. You're like, oh, You're in back trouble. to the drawing board. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so nice. It's a, it's a picture of a house. You know, it's good. It was like, no, no. It's like, set that house. Three star, on fire. three star. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Three star. Don't, don't do that. All right. So, uh, finally, we're going to talk about how you can give feedback to your designer. Because a lot of authors have trouble uh, interacting with their designers and giving them uh, good feedback. And so, uh, one thing I would recommend uh, is. First, realize that your designer has feelings too. So, um, And as an author, you know what this is like. So if you remember the first time you sent your manuscript to an editor, how scary that was and how difficult it was to receive feedback, realize that for art, uh, for designers who are artists just like you are, it, it, that's the same sort of deal. It's the same sort of, you know, they're putting their heart on there. And so you want to, you want to give clear feedback, just like your editor gave you clear feedback, but you also want to do it in a, uh, in a kind way. So, you know, keep their, this will help you have a long-term relationship with your designer. I see a lot of authors who burn through designers. He's <laughs> like, that designer will never work with them again and uh, won't return their emails and won't answer their questions about their website, and it can be uh, really difficult. So some, some real quick tips. First, consolidate feedback. So don't trickle, you know, oh, here's what I think, and the next day I th- also think this, and the third day I also think this, and it's all there, and it all kind of conflicts a little bit. If you do that, they're likely going to miss some of your feedback, and that can be difficult. So put it all what I what we encourage our clients to do at Author Media because we you know we help a lot of authors through this process. You know, put all of your feedback onto one document and send it to us in email. That way, we have it all in one place. Uh, we have it written down. We can have a conversation about it. Um, listen for when your designer is giving you pushback because sometimes the designer is like, "That's a good idea. I'm going to incorporate that." And then sometimes like, "Well, what about this?" Or they're explaining why they made that decision. And again, there's a there's a good there should be a good um, give and take in a designer uh, author relationship. Uh, secondly, you, you, it's very much a partnership, very much a back and forth, right. very much a we're we're working on this together. And if you don't have that attitude, you can get yourself into trouble. And it, it, 
Thomas, what you seem to be saying is, is it is a certain point you have to say, you know what, you, I'm the patient here. I haven't gone to medical school for 12 years. Right. So ultimately you are going to know. And if I don't trust you in that, I probably shouldn't have come to you for the operation. I should have gone to somebody else. So at a certain point you have to say, I'm going to let them be the expert. Because if you don't, and this has happened to me, I, I remember this one postcard project I was working on and we had the postcard, the layout, the design look beautiful. And then we were going over the copy and I ended up with a client that was so unbelievable unbelievably anal. We went over literally every word and it took hours. Oh. And I got to the point where it was just like, yep, yep, great sound. Yep. Love that. Let's just, I just, I was losing so much money because I'd bid on a project instead mm -hmm. of an hourly that I just wanted to get the deal done because it was literally hours and hours and hours where he did not let me be the expert. And we see that with websites very often. And if you're micromanaging, if you're making all of the decisions it's either because you've bludgeoned your you know, designer into submission where they're just going with everything and they're now just an, a mouse for you to move around on the screen, um, which you know, you're not getting your money's worth because you paid for the person to bring their artistic vision. And, so, and sometimes that means you know, just walking away and getting a different designer because maybe you picked the wrong person and, and that you know something to consider. But I totally agree. You've got to trust them. It's kind of like getting in a taxi cab. You know, you couldn't drive the way the taxi driver drove, but the worst thing to do is to reach up and grab the steering wheel and try to, you know, <laughs> fix it or you know, you're getting your haircut and you're like, give me those scissors. I can like halfway through a haircut always looks worse. <laughs> so, you know, you've got to trust them that they're going to make it look even better at the end of the haircut. Uh, so sleep on it. Uh, we've, we found that we almost require our clients to sleep on design uh, feedback. So what we do is we will have a meeting with them and we'll say, send us an email tomorrow. Uh, with your feedback because we find that what they like one day they may not like the next day or what they don't like they uh, start liking and so uh, it's a lot easier to give one set of feedback than to change your mind on all these things it can be very confusing and frustrating for your designer and uh, another thing going back to the expert you know, ask questions say here's this problem this isn't quite uh, emotionally gripping enough what can we do to make it more gripping and your designer will start giving you ideas which is much better than you need to add more blood or you need to put an extra right. explosion in the background. That'll make it more gripping. Again, that's like going to the car mechanic saying, please change the oil. The engine's clicking. And then um, pick your battles. You know, <laughs> if, you're, if you fight on every little thing, like with the story Jim shared, they'll eventually just give you what you want. And uh, I learned this lesson the hard way as a web designer. There's a client, and we we're like, we're just going to give her everything she wants. And so at the end, she's like, and we've given her everything, every little change we gave her. She's like, I don't like my website. It's not as good as the other websites in your portfolio. <laughs> and I was like, we gave you everything you wanted. <laughs> and, and, and she had micromanaged her way herself away from our standard of quality in that we learned that to really to do our best work for clients, we have to not give them what they want. We have to give them what they really need. And there's a tension there because there is a time to defer and there's a time uh, to fight the battle. And a good designer will be doing that as well. So they'll give you some things and they'll fight on other things depending on how important they feel that it is. And so, yeah, again, offer problems and then suggest but not demand solutions. So you say, this is a problem. I think it's a problem. And here's what I think could fix it. But let me know what you think. And that kind of deferring uh, to the designer will build a lot of goodwill and will give you a much better design. And I can tell you, some authors get much better book covers regardless of who they work with. They're able to get the best work out of their designers because they follow this advice. And other authors, even when they're working with really expensive agencies, they get poor quality because they uh, have design by committee and they micromanage their designers. 
This episode of the Novel Marketing Podcast has been brought to you by Author Media. In case you have not heard this yet, Author Media recently announced their new 2014 website packages, and they are definitely worth checking out. More affordable than they've ever been, and also actually coming with some uh, additional design elements and some what I'll call back-end, under-the-hood uh, whistles and bells that just more power you than you more could possibly power, yeah. imagine. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, turbocharged. Um, but seriously, it's the kind of thing for SEO and and those uh, those little extras that uh, will make you very happy with your website. So we'd like to hear from you. Tell us what you think. You can leave a comment on this episode by going to novelmarketing.com slash 19. You'll see our show notes. You can leave comments. We'd love to hear from you. And you have been listening to the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you novel ideas on how to sell yourself and your writing online, offline, and everywhere in between.